The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Alberta Health Services is bringing all EMS dispatching under one roof, and that isn't sitting well with some. HS has announced it will end contracts with municipalities, including Red Deer, Wood Buffalo, Calgary, and Lethbridge. Those four municipalities have been running their own operations separate from the provincial dispatch centers established in 2009. Ambulances will now be assigned from one of three regional dispatch centers. Chief Paramedic Darren Sandbeck says it will allow for better efficiency, better communication, and and save money. This consolidation will allow us to be uh, more efficient, um, allows better coordination of our resources, uh, you know, allowing EMS to send the nearest available ambulance, uh, regardless of any geographic or municipal boundaries. Um, and it, there's also a um, fiscal uh, impact to this as well, as we'll save about $6 million by doing this. But firefighters unions say otherwise and are worried about the impact on service and um, they say it will result in, in what it calls, quote, negative patient outcomes. Brad Reedman is the president of the Alberta Firefighters Association. Hey, Brad, welcome back to the show. Yeah, thanks, Jalen, for having me. All right, you heard uh, Chief Paramedic uh, Sandbeck in that clip saying it will result in better efficiency, communication, um, and we know they're saying that it will save about $6 million. Uh, your reaction to that? Um, well, I would say he's, you know, blatantly, bluntly, I'll say he's wrong. Uh, we've seen since 2009 when we had dispatch centers closed uh, and consolidated into six over the province that we've had uh, horror communication, longer response times, and I wouldn't say there's actually going to be any cost savings. You're going to have to hire more staff, the technology is going to have to improve, and the communication is going to go downhill. People's lives will be at risk. Um, it was interesting in, a, in another article, um, Chief Paramedic Sandbeck uh, said that the transition is going to be seamless and he, he was quoted as saying, you may hear comments in the coming days about this transition, increasing response times. That is not true. So, I mean, this sounds like a he says, he says sort of situation and all of us are, are sitting here trying to figure out what the heck's going on. Yeah, I absolutely agree, uh, Jalen. And I can speak as a, you know, often we're called union bosses in the media or from the the legislature nowadays, but we (laughs) work on the front line still. I work full-time as a firefighter lieutenant in Red Deer where we're a dual service, uh, fully integrated EMS uh, fire, where we're seeing an ambulance will go out and then four minutes later at times the fire truck, which is staffed with up to four paramedics on it that can assist on a cardiac arrest is dispatched because there is a delay currently even with the system that's in place. And oftentimes we don't know if uh, an ambulance is coming from another area. So, so it, is gonna, it is not going to uh, improve dispatch times in, in patient care. Brad, you you have said that uh, you've called the decision uh, short-sighted. That will result, as I as I mentioned, in, in negative patient outcomes. What do you mean by negative patient outcomes? Well, if you have a uh, you're dispatching now, so the call will go to uh, let's say in, in Red Deer, will go to Calgary. Calgary then will then have to dispatch uh, an ambulance, and the ambulance will come from wherever. But if they need a, a medical first response, which are fire trucks, which are equipped with all the skills of paramedic and all the equipment that a paramedic ambulance would carry, will be delayed in being dispatched. Right now, with simultaneous dispatch, you're able in the, in the center with the regional center, you're able to dispatch that engine a lot quicker. Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, these, we're seeing it in Strathcona County. Uh, 
they had they had a dispatch AMS dispatch center. I believe it was in 2009 or 2013. It, it went away from them, and they've seen that. They've seen where a cardiac arrest is occurring down the street, and they're not dispatched to it. So you're saying that in other communities, in other jurisdictions, where this model is already in place, it's not working well. It's not. No. So have you voiced your concerns to HS? Have you voiced your concerns to the Minister of Health? Because obviously they they both support this 100%. Oh, I'm sure, yeah, they do. Uh, There is not a lot of communication. I've said it before. (laughs) Uh, There is no communication between the Health Minister's Office and the Alberta Firefighters Association, despite our attempts to communicate. Um, there was no consult- cons- consultation done with this uh, decision. I know the, the report came out where, when they did a review of Alberta Health Services. It was a recommendation in there, but after that, there was no follow-up. There was no follow-up with the fire chiefs, the, the association representing the firefighters and the paramedics, nor the municipalities. So, you, you have you have said that um, that you've heard many times over over the years, dating back, you know, to, to 2005, you know, about a promise of a more efficient, cost-effective EMS system. You've said that has uh, yet to transpire, and it sounds like that from from the from what you're telling us today, that is certainly the case. Um, I was going to ask you if the unions have been working with the province with that, but it sounds like <laughs> there's nothing there. So I have my answer, but my question would be then, Brad. If I mean, we can sit here and, and um, cry. I had to just pause my language for a second. Uh, you know, we can complain about it all we want. What would be the solution? The solution would be, I think, a pro- I'm going to start with the properly funding uh, paramedical ambulance services in the province, um, which was started under a previous government. There was increases to uh, the number of cars on the streets in Edmonton and Calgary. That was cut. So then, therefore, you're you're starting with you're starting short. The bench is shortened already. So then, therefore, you're going to have to steal resources, and unfortunately, those aren't there. We need to properly fund EMS. It's a it's a large cost. I understand that healthcare is a cost. It's a cost of society, but that's what needs to be done. And in order to do that, cutting funding and privatizing ambulance and whatever they're planning on doing does not solve those issues. We have so is uh, go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, no go I was ahead. gonna say, you know, we, we transferred uh we lost ambulances and in, in that are fire based, you know, completely integrated systems throughout Alberta. There's seven of them. Those have been cut and lower, you know, less ambulances on the streets, which results in a uh a taxed system. And that, and that's, this isn't going to solve that. But, you know, if, if the province is looking for a way to save money when it comes to, you know, different areas in, in, in its budget, and, and I'm not sure, I'm not, and I'm not saying that I, I believe that, you know, first response should be in there. But if we know that they're, um, they're looking to do that, are there costs? You're, you're saying it, it needs more money. I think they're saying there needs to be cost savings found because they're, they're saying, they're, you know, this is going to save Six million dollars. Are 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 you saying that there are no cost savings to be found, and um, you know that there there's no efficiencies um, that that can be that can be put in place? Well, I'm not I'm not saying that there's no efficiencies. There's always efficiencies found in, in anything you do, um, but then you, that where there would have to be a, con- a consultation, and you'd have to yeah. discuss and see what what can we do. What you know, AHS <laughs> uh, maintains all their data. There is no uh, sharing of data between the third-party contractors and themselves. So how do we know where the costs are if they're not going to share that data? And we'll talk budgets. I mean, 
we're, we're always promised all these jobs and stuff. This is going to result in job losses throughout the province. Well, I was going to ask you, you know, as a, as a union boss, as you, as you called yourself, um, um, you know, how much of a, a concern, you know, how much of the, the, you know, being upset about this has to do with the fact that there are job losses? Well, a, a lot of because unions are all about protecting jobs. And, and health and safety of our members and the community that we serve as well, mm-hmm. right? And, and any time there's job losses, it's, of course, you feel for those people. That's a negative impact of someone's life and unnecessarily. It's, mm-hmm. it, you can't just expect someone to uproot their family, say, from Fort McMurray and move them to Calgary yeah. because that's where the, the communication center is happening. You know, let's, yeah, let's well, they're, yeah. before we start closing centers, they, they, you know, Mayor Nenshi said it best. You know, they tried it in 2009, 2011, 2013, 2016. Nothing changed. It's still a bad idea. I mean, that's the, that sums it up the best. Uh, one of my texters, one of my listeners just texted in and said, dispatchers that serve a specific region are invaluable to first responders. They know the region and the units available to respond. Oh, I know which Lauren this is. Uh, I couldn't agree more with your guest. This is a bean counter move and bean counters have no soul. Um, uh, you know, we know, Brad, I mean, you talk about, you know, having conversations or, you know, what should be happening is having conversations and let's discuss this and let's find a way to best do it. They're basically their decisions on a, on a study that was done, I don't know when, uh, but based on, on a study there, we know that this government is, is um, so far not really well known, not really well known, how about not known at all for, um, you know, sitting down and talking when, when uh, issues like this are arising. We're certainly seeing it with the teachers, we're seeing it with the doctors, uh, we're now seeing it with you. How, how optimistic are you that anything can be done to, to change this or to you know uh, make sure that the government is aware of your concerns well people, people first of all we have to educate people and people need to realize the impacts on this it, no one wants no one expects to need an ambulance or a fire truck to come to their house but when they do they expect it to be there well staffed well equipped within you know a timely fashion and you know we, we, we pride ourselves on being there in four minutes or less that's what needs to happen. And people need to realize that the negative impact, this is long-term impact that's going to occur. Yeah. And we need to prevent it. Has the, has the ship left the port? Uh, more than likely, that seems to be the way this government works. There's no yeah. uh, reversal on any decisions. And to save a couple of hundred bucks or a couple million dollars, and I know that I'm not belittling $6 million because that is mm-hmm. a substantial amount of money, but I think I read today it's like 0.38% of the whole budget. Brad, spend more Brad on Reedman. Go ahead. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say we spend more as a government on issues managers that just belittle and uh, berate people on social media. It makes no sense to me. Yeah, they've been busy lately, haven't they? Um, <laughs> Brad Reedman is the president of the Alberta Firefighters Association. This text just came in. It says, my wor- my wife works for EMS. Um, she's a paramedic. She was outside of Misericordia today, and she got dispatched to Leduc because dispatch said they were the closest. It's it's interesting to see, um, you know, the, the inner workings of this. And if you ever have an opportunity to listen to a scanner, which I did for years inside a, a you know, TV and radio newsroom, it's, it's amazing. Um, how, you know, how often, um, you know, different units are being sent to, you know, the other side of the city, whatever it is, or there's, you know, all sorts of different codes. Brad, um, you know, good luck on 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 this one. And I, I don't know where you're going to go from here with it. Do you? 
Uh, well, <laughs> we're going to continue to lobby. Uh, the government has done a lot of passed a lot of legislation in the past couple of months that uh, limit the abilities to do anything uh, in regards to protests or uh, job action for a lot of people. But we'll continue. But we're solution based. We'll, we're always at, willing to be at the table, and uh, we'll continue to fight for not only our members but the public and, and the safety of the both. Uh, Brad, before I let you go, I just wanted to ask you uh, about this. I mean, it's been a couple of months since we talked, and I think uh, last we talked was at the beginning of the pandemic. I think that's when it was, but I'm just wondering how your members are are handling uh, response um, during all of this and and how they are all holding up. Uh, They're doing well. Uh, We had a, you know, like everybody, it's a big change for our daily lives, and um, I will say this: We're they're doing handling it well. Uh, we're making sure everyone's being taken care of with their mental Good. health, ensuring place. Uh, yeah, systems are in place, and you know everyone wants to get back to normal. And I think if we uh, <laughs> bunker down for a bit longer and hopefully get rid of this. Isn't that the truth, wanting to get back to normal? Uh, Brad, I always enjoy talking to you. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Appreciate it. Thanks, Dylan. Take care.